Hey friends, what's up? And welcome back to Babylon Tama. Today we're studying Daf Tesvav, Daf 15, and we're the Tainus. Friends, um, what do you guys think that today's parak, that today's Daf talks about? It talks about fast days. Um, we're going to start the second parak of Masech the Tainus, and we're going to talk about fast days. Well, let's get started. So it says the Mishnah, beginning of parak, uh, the second parak, say the Tanios Ketzar, Ua. So what happens on these fast days? Mutzinas a table of Shalir. So they take out the um, ark to the uh, streets of the city. And they put ashes on top of the ark of Roshanosi Bezdin and on the heads of they would put ashes on the head of the of 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 the of the, of the Nosi and the head of the um uh Abbezdin. Who's in charge of the courts, I guess. And then each and each and every individual fellow would put uh, ashes on his head. Okay? And then the elder among them would say uh, things to kind of um, you know get the people to get very emotional. Brethren, lo nemar banshi ninve vayar elokim esakum vestainisum. It doesn't say. I feel like I, I'm reading uh, Moby Dick now, uh, very slowly. I tried once to read Moby Dick before, and at a certain point, um, it uh, it I uh, kind of fell off the boat. <laughs> uh, no pun intended. Um, it got a little bit complicated. I, I, I wasn't expecting such a slow read, so I'm trying it a second time now. Uh, I'm also running out of other things to read. Um, and anyway, so there's a whole uh, thing over there with the preacher. He's talking about uh, Yonah. Anyways, so uh, it says over here, so also I guess Yonah is a, very, a fellow that you can get very compassionate about. It talks about tshuva and things like that. Anyways, so in the precursor to Moby Dick, uh, the Mishnah in Tainus explains that um, by Yonah, it doesn't say Vayar Elokim Esaikim Vestanisa. Doesn't say that the Ebrister saw that they uh, put on costumes, that they put on sackcloth, and they didn't eat for a day. That's not what the pasuk says. Vayar Elokim Esmaiseim. The Ebrister saw their actions. Kishavu Midarkam That they returned from their evil ways. That's what the Ebrister cares about. It's cute that we put on the sackcloth and the uh, fasting. But the real indication is ultimately the actions. In Kabbalah, Omer says in the Novi, Tear your hearts, not your clothing. I want you to tear your heart. Friends, how do you tear your heart? Now they get up to pray. And so they, 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 they install as the, as the chazen, as the shleich tzibur, zake and a fellow who's old, virogil, and knows how to daven, so he's not going to make mistakes, v'yeshlobonim, this fellow has children, uveisorekam, and doesn't have any money. libo shalim betfila, so that he's really going to daven hartzig, he's going to daven with a lot of kavano. Ve'omer, lefnein, and he says before them, esim v'arboa brachis, 24, Blessings. Yudchesh Shebuchoyom, the 18 that we say every day, the Shmonesri, Mosafaleh, and Ochesh, 
and then he adds another six. Now, the Gemara is going to explain that the, everything that we're talking about over here is really on the last seven of the fasts that they take out the ark and they say these extra six blessings. And these are them. Zichronus v'shofaris, like on on Rosh Hashanah, we say right Malchus Zichronus v'shofaris. So here Oichet on the fast day, they would say Zichronus and Shofaris. El Hashem batzarosli karosli vayaneni that to the Eibushter when I was in a difficult time, I called out and he answered me. So Ena Eloharim v'gomer, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. From whence will my help come from? Me my makim kasicha Hashem from the depths. I call out to you, God. As well as a prayer to the poor, to the poor fellow when he wraps himself to pray. Rebuda Omer says, Rebuda, Rebuda says they wouldn't say Zichronus and Shofaris Ella, rather, rather they would say the Pasuk of when there's famine in the land, when there's pestilence. As well as the Pasuk as that the word of God was to Jeremiah regarding uh, famines. And then they say the um, corresponding brachas for each of these verses that we just quoted. Alarishona for the first one, so that would be according to the Tanakama, Zichronis, who Omer, no, sorry, so actually this one, who Omer Mishonis, Avram, Bahar, Moria, who Yaina Eskim Vishmo, Bukot Saikasim, Hayamazah, Berchata, Hashem, Goyal Yisrael. So the Gemara is going to point out. That actually, this first one that we're listing right now actually was not one of the six, because this is Baruch Hashem Goel Yisrael. Goel Yisrael is just one of the regular blessings of Shemona Esri. But anyways, as we're going to see in a second, that we're going to be listing seven over here. So really, the first one that we just read is um, just a regular bracha of Goel Yisrael and Shemona Esri. However, they would um, extend it with with, with these um, sort of uh, 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 extension of the bracha. So again, Vomer he says. Chosmein, the conclusions are Rishonos. So the first one that he begins to extend, who Omer he says, Mishonos Avram by Maria, God who answered Abraham on uh, Mount Moriah, who Yaina Eschem, he will answer you as well. Bishma Bukot Saikaschem, he will listen to your cries. Hayomazeh on this day, Brochat Hashem Goel Yisrael, blessed are you God, the Redeemer of Israel. Al Shnir Omer he says in the second one, Mishonos Avosenu Ayamsuf. God who answered our fathers at the Sea of Reeds, who Yaina Eschem, he will answer you as well. Bishma called Saikasim Hayomaze, and he will listen to the voice of your cries on this day. Blessed is God who remembers that which is forgotten. So that is uh, the Zechronis. Alashlishis Omer says regarding the third one, Mishonis Yoshua Bagilgo, the Abish who answers, who answered Joshua at Gilgal by, by Jericho. Which of course was with Shofaros, as we learned yesterday, who Yaina Eschem, he will answer you, Vyishma, and listen, Ayamaze, to the uh, sounds of your cries on this day, Blessed you God who hears the the blasts, the shofar blasts. Alarviasome, he says regarding the fourth one, Mishana is Shmua Bamitzbah. Debishu answers Shmuel and Mitzpah, who Yaina Eschem Vishma Bukal Tsaikaskum Hayamaze, he will answer you and listen to the voice of your cries on this day, Burkhat Hashem Shumet Tsaika. Blessed are you God who listens to um cries. Allah Mishusomer says regarding the fifth, Mishana Salyao Ba Karmel, he who answers Eli he who answered Elijah on the mountain of uh Carmel, who Yaina Eschem, he will answer you, Vishma Bukal Tsaikaskum Hayamaze, he will listen to the Voice the sound of your cries on this day. Blessed are you God who listens to prayers. Oh, there's our friend. 
the um, paper boy riding off into the night. And he says regarding the sixth blessing, the Ebershu answered Jonah in the uh, in the um, in the in the intestines of the fish. He will answer you, and he will listen to the voice of your cries on this day. Blessed are you, God, who answers at a time of um, how should we uh, 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 translate Sarah of uh, uh, of uh, Tsaris. He should answer you at a time of Tsaris. Alashviz, who Omer says we're going to the seventh one. Mishana is David, Veshlomo Birushalayim. He will answer David and Shlomo in Jerusalem. We are asking Bishma Bukotzakasm Mahimaza. He will answer you and listen to the voice of your cries on this day. Bukhatashem and Rahm al Arts. Blessed you God who has mercy and compassion on the land. Uh alright, friends, that was cool, right? Let's go weiter. Maisa, there's a story. You ready for a story? Who is Rabchalafta? Rabbi Yossi's father, Rabbi Yossi ben Chalafta's father, Rabbi Hanani ben Trajan. Who is Rabbi Hanani ben Trajan? Bruria's father. Bruria, of course, was married to Rav Nachman. Whoa, that's insanity. No, what am I talking about? Bruria was married to Rabbi Meir. Sorry, Bruria was married to Rabbi Meir. Uh, was Rabbi Meir's uh, wife, and um, her father. Was of Hanani ben Trajon. He was also one of the Asara Rugi Malchus. Now, so there's a story in the days of Reb Chalafta and Reb Hanani ben Trajon. Shavar Echod Lifniateva that a certain fellow uh, was the Shliach Tzibur and fasted. Vigomer Sabrocha and he completed the blessing Kula entirely. Okay. Vlo Anu Achorav Amen and they didn't say after him Amen. Okay. Um, one second. There's a letter here. What does it say? Ela Barshim Kvod Machusu Ladem Boed. Instead of saying Amen, like we do, they said Baruch Shem Kvod Machusul which is what they would do in the Beis Hamikdash. Tiku Akwanim Vitaku, they would, then they said, okay, priests, blast the shofar, and then they blasted. Mishonis Avram Avinu Bahar Maria, who Yane Eskim Vishma called Saikasim Hayamaze, and then they said, he who answered Abraham, our father on Mount Moriah, uh, he will answer you and listen to the to your uh, the, the sound of your cries on this day. Hariu b'nei Then they said, um, uh, uh, "Blow a trua, the sons of Aharon," and they did. Mishanas avosin al yamsuf huyan eskim vishmo vishmo called tzaykasim hayamaze. He who listened to our fathers, who answered our fathers at the sea of reeds. He will hear your voice and, 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 and answer you on this day. And when the rabbis found out about this, found out about what? That Reb Chalafta and Reb Hanani ibn Trajan, they were not saying Amin. Rather, they were saying, So the rabbis said, uh, this, the, right, um, Saying, um, After a bracha, instead of Amin, well, they would only do that in the Beis Hamikdash. Nowadays, we say Amen. Shalosh Tanius have shown us the first three fasts. Okay, but remember there was three, three, and seven. So the first three fasts. Anshe Mishmar Misanim Velo Mashlimin. So the Anshe Mishmar. Who could tell me what the Anshe Mishmar are? Anshe Mishmar were that the Kohanim were divided into um, twenty-six uh, Mishmaros, twenty-six groups essentially, and each group would serve. Um, one, no, Chavdalad Mishmaros, 24 Mishmaros. 
and each word. I, I remember we had the Shaila once, and I, I think I, I had the same uh, back and forth. No, Chavdal and Mishmaros, 24 Mishmaros. And each Mishmar would serve one week of the uh, year. Okay. And, um, and, um, so, and then every week was divided into seven Bate Ovis, a base of. And a ba- and each base of would serve one day of the week in in the temple. So so uh, what do you want me to tell you? So so okay. So the mishmar was sort of the weekly group, and the base of was was the daily group. Okay. Now shalosh tanius how we shown this. So when it comes to the first three fasts, anchi mishmar misanim v'lomashlimin. So the people in the mishmar. So the people whose week it was to serve, but weren't necessarily serving that day. When it started working in the Vesemikdash that day, so they would fast, but they wouldn't complete the fast. Just in case they needed to be on hand to help out. Now the people in the base of, the people who were working in the base of Mikdash that day, whose role it was and responsibility was to work that day, so they would not fast at all for the first three fasts. When it comes to the second three fasts, so the Mishmar people, they fast the entire fast. And the people in the base of, so they would fast, but they would not complete the fast. When it came to the last seven, when it comes to the seven fasts, because there still has not been rain, so then um, the, the, um, both the Anshe Mishmar and the Anshe Beisav will fast the entire fast. That is Rabbi Yeshua's opinion. Whereas the Chacham disagree with Rabbi Yeshua and they say, Shalosh Taniyos Arishonis. When it comes to the first three fasts, Elu Ve'elu Loa Yumasan and Klal, both the Anshe Mishmar and the Anshe Maimed would not, uh, and, and the Beisav, sorry, the Anshe Mishmar and the Anshe Beisav, nobody would be fasting. Shalosh Taniyos, um, when it comes to the second group of three, so the people of the Mishmar, whose week it is to serve, but not necessarily whose day it is to serve, they would fast but not complete it. And the people who were working in the temple that day, they still would not work a fast at all. When it came to this last seven fasts, the last seven fasts of the people whose week it was to serve, so they would um, fast and complete the fast, um, but the people whose day it was to serve, they would fast, but not complete the fast. That's for the last seven fasts when things are getting particularly severe. And the people whose week it is to serve in the temple so they could drink wine at night, not during the day in case they have to help out, but at night they don't have to be uh, too concerned about being called in for an emergency so they could drink wine at night. But in the days. The people who are working that day, they cannot drink wine during the day, obviously, because they're working, but even at night, because whatever korbanas need to, you know, weren't completed during the day, still need to be burnt, right? They have to be at least put on the Mizbeach during the day, but, you know, if, um, if, uh, they weren't, you know, completely burnt yet, so they, you know, they have to deal with them at night, so therefore the people of the Beisav would not, um, drink wine that night either. The people of the Mishmar as well as the people of the Maimud. Friends, what's the people of the Maimud? Who's the Anshi Maimud? Rashi says it's, um, the, the, the concept of the Anshi Maimud was that, well, if you have, uh, in the base of Mikdash, they're going to be offering sacrifices every day. How could it possibly be that they're going to be offering sacrifices and there's nobody there to stand next to them and to sort of, um, 
pray pray at that time and to be available can't just be that you have the Kohanim in the Beis Hamikdash offering sacrifices and nobody's there to kilu care about it. So the Anshimaimit are the people who are 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 are, are our representatives who are representative of the people to 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 care about the korbanis that are being offered and they and they pray and they and they sort of uh, do different things as we're going to learn in the last paragraph from Sechtatinus while the korbanis are being offered. Rashi says it was a group of Kohanim, Levim and Yisraelim. They they would be this Anshimaimit. These people would be praying at the time of the korbanis. So asun So anybody who's basically working in the Beis Hamikdash. Right, the, the people in the, that week's Mishmar, the people in the Maimud, so they would not get a haircut during the week that they were serving the temple, because the point is that we want them to be getting a haircut before they come to the temple. Right, we don't want, right, we want that, you're gonna say, well, I can't get a haircut while I'm working, so I better get one in preparation before I come. Now, no matter what, on Thursday, they would be allowed to get haircuts out of uh, honor for um, Shabbos that is coming. And any, all of these days that are written in Megillah's Tainus that we've been hearing about recently, that on the days that we don't eulogize, right? So every day that's written, that's recorded in, in Megillah's Tainus, so you don't fast on those days. There are Yom Tif, you don't fast. Now there are certain days which are particularly special that in addition to not fasting, you also don't eulogize. So any day recorded in Megillah's Tainus that we don't eulogize on that day, so the fun of also Lachar of Mutter, also the day before that day, you're not allowed to eulogize. But the day after, you are permitted. Rabbi Yossi, Omer, the fun of Lachar of also, whereas Rabbi Yossi says, though, you're not allowed to eulogize the day before that day, nor the day afterwards. When uh, it's a day that you simply don't fast on that day, but you're allowed to eulogize the fun of lachar of mutter, you're allowed to fast the day prior and the day following. Rabbi Yosi, the fun of also lachar of mutter, Rabbi Yosi says, um, when you're at these days that you don't fast on, also the day before you don't fast on, but the day afterwards you're allowed to fast. And goes in Tainus, Alatzibor, Batchila, Bachamishi, we don't initially st- kick off fasting on a Thursday. So as not to drive up the prices because the store owners, all of a sudden people are coming and, and buying all this food because they need for a Thursday night meal and a Shabbos meal and the store owners don't know that and they just see that people are all of a sudden frenzying to buy food and they're going to think that there's a famine coming and they're going to increase the prices. So in order to prevent that situation, so we don't um, commence fasting on a Thursday, rather on a Monday, Ella, Shalosh Taniyos, Arishon, Nesheni, Vachamishi, Visheni. Rather, the first set of three fasts are a Monday, Thursday, Monday, Vishalosh Niyos, Chamishi, Visheni, Vachamishi. Whereas, according to the Tanakhama, the next set of three fasts would pick up where they left off on Thursday. Abiyosi Omer, Kshem Shein, Arishonos, Vachamishi, Kachlosh Niyos, Vachronos. Whereas, Abiyosi's opinion is, is that no. Just like the first set of three fasts, commences on a Monday. So also the second set of three fasts commences on a Monday. Oichit, it doesn't start on a Thursday, according to Biosi. In Gozun, Tainis Alatsiba Broshe Chodoshim Chanukov Vipurim, we do not uh, decree a fast day on the congregation, on Rosh Chodesh, not on Chanukah, and not on Purim. Vimischilu, in Mavsikin. Now if they had already started, so Kilu, if the 
fast was already prior to that. We had an example recently where, let's say, they made up to fast every Monday and Thursday, and then a Monday ends up being Rosh Chodesh. So if that's the case, then we don't interrupt the fast cycle. That's Rabbi Gamliel's opinion. Amr Meir says, Even though Rabbi says that we don't interrupt the fast schedule, if it falls out on Rosh Chodesh, on Chanukah, on Purim, Rabbi Gamliel would nonetheless admit that you would not complete the fast on those days. Also on Tishabav, when it falls out on Erev Shabbos, you would not complete the fast. In fact, the Gemara say the Taniyos Ketzad. So, the Mishnah had said, so how do we do these fasts? That we bring the Ark out to the, to the, to the public thoroughfare. Even on the first set of three, we're already taking the Ark out to the, to, 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 to the public uh, street. We have a contradiction. That on the first three and the second three, they would simply enter into the synagogue and they would pray in the same manner that they would pray the rest of the year. So actually the first three and the second three were not that different than like we pray the rest of the year. Whereas when it comes to the last seven, at that, at that point they would take the ark out to the, to the, to the public street they would put dirt on top of the ark, and on the heads of the Nasi and the Avbezdin, and everybody would put dirt on their own heads, whereas Reb Nassim says it wasn't dirt, it was ash. So we see that all this would happen on the, on the last set of seven, not the sets of three. So Reb Papa says, that's true. Um, our Mishnah as well, when it mentions all these things, it's talking about the last seven. So it says with Papa that our Mishnah is also talking about the last seven, taking out the Ark, all this stuff. The last seven fasts, not any of the sets of three. Rosh Hanasi, they would put ashes on the head of the Nasi. The Nasi was like, I guess, uh, the leader of the community. No Saint Birosho, and then it says that everybody else would then put this ash on their heads. Ini, is this really so? We learn by Rebbe Omer, that when it comes to good things, so we start from the greatest person. But when it comes to curses, when it comes to bad things, we start from the, from, from, from the lower people. And therefore, why does it say that we first start by putting the ash on the head of the, of like the leaders? And then on the people, but I thought when it comes to bad things, we talk to start with with the regular people. So how do we know that by good things we start from the from the uh, greatest? As it says, that Moshe said to Aaron, summer, and then to Elazar and his children. So we see that he st- that it started sort of with the highest people. And also when it comes to curses, we start with the lowest. Um, that by the curse of the snake by the garden of Eden so first the snake was um, cursed and then Chava and then Adam uh, so and for the Gemara so the Gemara says actually 
um, the order in which we're uh, uh, applying ashes to people's heads actually does signify significance, right? Basically, when we say that we start with the with the nasi, what we're saying is you as the nasi are are respected that that right, that you're able that that we sort of put our faith in you and our trust to be able to pray for all of us. And therefore, it's a it's a it's a uh, it's something of honor that the ashes are placed on his head first as the representative of the people. It's sort of uh, the people expressing their 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 trust. Um, and uh, what else is the word? Um, um, I don't know what the word is. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Trust and uh, um, I don't know what the word is. Trust and uh, um, confidence in the in, in the navi, in the nasi, and therefore it, it actually is sort of a way of um, honor. So this isn't necessarily simply a curse kind of thing. It's also like a uh, greatness kind of thing, and they're expressing uh, that 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 they have their confidence in him and their trust by uh, putting ash on his head. First, and everybody then puts ashes on their heads. So, um, how come all the regular people are putting ash on their own heads, but when it comes to the Nasi and the Abezdin, um, other people put ash on their heads for them? How come when it comes to them, somebody else is taking ash and putting it on their heads? Because it's not comparable um, to be embarrassed by yourself than to be embarrassed by somebody else. You have the Nosti that Bezdin and another person is coming and putting ash on their heads. That's a significant um, thing. Whereas uh, for the individual people, it's less so. So therefore, they, they just kind of put ashes on their own heads. But for to have the leader of, of the community and somebody else is coming and taking ash and putting it on their heads... It's um, it shows that it's a serious situation. Where do they put the ash? That they put the ash at the place of the tefillin, where you put your tefillin shorosh. That's where they put the ash. Shenemar, as the pasuk says, "Lasum That for the once uh, mourners of Zion, we're going to put glory in the place of where. There was once ash and um, tefillin are called glory, as it says, um, and therefore tefillin are represented as glory. And we're saying that they would put um, um, glory in the place where there was ash. So we see that the ash goes in the place of glory, i.e. in the place where the tefillin usually goes. Friends, that was the Tezvav of Masech Tatanis. Friends, what do you think about Das Tezvav? Very nice, right? We started the second parak of Masech Tatanis discussing what the Gemara said was the seven last fasts and how they would take out the ark to the to the street and they would put ashes on the ark and on the heads of the leaders and everybody would put ashes on their own heads and they would have a special additional six prayers that they would add to the um, Shemona Esrei they would blow shofar we then saw Machlokas between Rabbi Yoshua and uh, the Chachamim regarding the Anche Mishmar and the Anche Beisav that according to Rabbi Yoshua that already in the first set of three, the Anche Mishmar would fast but not complete it, and the Anche Beisav would not fast at all. And find, right, and then the second set of three, the Anche Mishmar would fast and complete the fast, the Anche Beisav would fast and not complete the fast. And finally, by the last seven, both the Anche Mishmar and the Anche, and the Anche Beisav would fast the entirety of the fast. Whereas the Chacham say that when it comes to 
the first set of three, the Anshi Mishmar and the Anshi Maim and the Anshi Beisav would not fast at all. Uh, the second set of three, the Anshi Mishmar would fast but not complete the fast. The Anshi Beisav would not fast at all. And the last seven, the Anshi Mishmar would fast and complete it. The Anshi Beisav would fast but not complete the fast. We discussed the ability to drink wine in the Beis Hamikdash. The Anshi Mishmar allowed to drink wine during the day, but, uh, at night, but not during the day. The Anshi Beisav um, are allowed to. Uh, are not allowed to drink wine. The people who are working that day cannot drink wine at all. Not not during the day, not during the night. We said that anybody working in the Beis Hamikdash need cannot get a haircut during the week because you have to get a haircut before then in preparation. But on uh, Thursday, you're allowed to get a haircut in order to prepare for um, Shabbos. We said that the days that are listed in Masechta Tainus, uh, in in what's it called, the Megillas Tainus, that we do not eulogize on them. So Tanakhama says you don't eulogize on them nor the day before, but the day afterwards, you can eulogize. Rabbi Yosef says, no, not the day before, not the day afterwards. And the days that simply you don't fast on them, so on the day before and the day afterwards, you're allowed to fast. Rabbi Yossi says, the day before, you're not allowed to fast. The day afterwards, you are allowed to fast. And we said also that we don't make a Tainus Tzibur on Rosh Chodesh, on Purim, on Hanukkah. But if the Tainus uh, preceded the um, fast, right? let's say, for example, you're going to fast every Monday, Thursday, and then it falls out on Rosh Hashanah, so then um, you would fast, but you would not uh, complete it. Um, okay, fine. That's really kind of the main things, right? We said that the that the um, that um, we would have other people apply the ash on the heads of the nasi and the base of because it's significant having somebody else put it on their ash. It kind of shows the uh, gravity of the situation. I don't know. I just said somebody put ash on their heads, so um, it demonstrates the gravity of the situation. Friends, that was the Tezvav of Masechta. Tainus, I hope, of course, you enjoyed it very much. Have a great day. Peace out.